grace and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. This biblical image or picture of Jesus as the Good Shepherd is one of the most treasured pictures in the Bible for, for so many Christians. And it's even widely recognized among many people who are not Christians themselves. You know that a, a shepherd is a guardian and protector and provider for the sheep. For most of us city dwellers or suburban dwellers, we're probably not too familiar from personal experience of, of how that dynamic between shepherd and sheep plays out in real life. And even for people who own sheep in America today, the experience that they have today is, is probably vastly different from what it was like during the culture of Jesus' day and in the time of before Jesus in the Old Testament. At that time, the work of a shepherd was one of the primary occupations among God's people, the Israelites. Sheep were extremely important to people at that time because they, they provided so many things, uh, wool for the marketplace, uh, milk and cheese if, uh, from goats am among the flock, food for their tables from, from the meat of, of sheep and goats that, that were butchered and prepared for food. As Jesus describes the shepherd, the flock, and the sheep pen here in these verses of our reading, he's conveying for us a very important message about the kind of leadership that people need in order to find real security in life. As we look back at the history of the world, we see that there have been very many people who have sought to be leaders of other people, whether that's on a large scale, a national or international scale, or on a, a very small scale in a local or, or even within a family or household. Some, some of these leaders or aspiring leaders have made positive contributions to the well-being of other people or even of, of whole societies. While many other people who have aspired to leadership have simply been grasping for power for their own selfish ambition and in order to control the lives of others for their own selfish ends and goals. Jesus tells us that over against all other people who have claimed to be leaders or have aspired to leadership among people, his claim is the only one that is ultimately true and authentic. His claim about being our good shepherd is not an idle boast. It is genuine. He is able to prove his authenticity as the good shepherd, the leader of all people on earth. Jesus says in verse 2 of our reading, the one who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. And we see how that role for Jesus as the shepherd of the sheep was authenticated in his life. Think about at his baptism. After Jesus was baptized, the voice of God the Father himself spoke from heaven and said about Jesus, this is my son whom I love. I am well pleased with him. And that same authentication of Jesus and his mission, his role as the good shepherd, was reaffirmed later in Jesus' ministry at the time of trans his transfiguration when he, for a brief time, revealed to his disciples his glory and majesty as God. And again, at that time, the voice of God the Father spoke from heaven about Jesus, saying, This is my Son, whom I love. Listen to him. Jesus says the doorkeeper opens the door for him, for the true shepherd of the sheep. 
who would this doorkeeper be in, in terms of this parable or this illustration that Jesus is using here? But God the Father himself, he through the Holy Spirit reveals that Jesus alone is the way and the truth and the life, the only way of salvation for sinful human beings. Jesus is the shepherd because his call brings forth a positive response from his, his sheep. Jesus says later on in John chapter 10 and verse 27, he says, I know my sheep and my sheep know me. He says, they follow me. And although we certainly know people in our lives who reject God, who, who reject Jesus as the Savior, who neglect God's word, even though it may seem to us at times that all the world around us is on the road to hell in a handbasket, nevertheless, when Jesus speaks, there is always a response from his sheep. Verse 4 of our reading, he says, The sheep follow him, the shepherd, because they know his voice. This brings us back to what God promised through the prophet Isaiah uh, more than 700 years before Jesus' time. God said about his word, when it goes out from his mouth, when it goes out from the mouths of his messengers whom he sends, he says, my word will not return to me empty. It will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. These words, this promise of God about his word is just as true today as when it was first spoken almost 3,000 years ago now. Jesus tells us about false leaders uh, whom he, is, he describes as thieves and robbers who may attempt to influence God's people. False teachers are self-serving, they're deceptive, they're motivated by evil, and the result of their activity leads to separating God's people from God and, and from the, the harmonious relationship with God that God desires to have with them, and thus bringing about ultimately only death and destruction. Jesus says still, in spite of those uh, malign efforts of those thieves and robbers and false teachers, false shepherds, Jesus says about his sheep, they will never follow a stranger and will run away from him because they do not know the voice of strangers. Recognition of the shepherd and receptivity to the word of God marks a person as being one of Jesus' sheep, one among his flock. Those who recognize Jesus as their Savior and hear his voice respond to his call, are gathered into his flock, and follow him only. And we see in, in our reading today also that the shepherd's care is complete. It is holistic. In ancient cultures and still in some parts of the world today, shepherds took their work very seriously. It was their life's calling really occupied their whole lives. And they often faced great dangers in order to protect and care for the sheep that were in their flock. When a sheep was wounded or injured, the shepherd would bind up the wounds. The shepherd would search out places to, to find pasture, food, and water for the sheep. The shepherd would even pick up and carry a young newborn lambs who couldn't keep up with the rest of the flock as they were on the move. 
we would provide safety for that flock of sheep at night when predators might be near and, and seek to harm and destroy some among the flock. However, no human shepherd has equaled the care given by Jesus, the good shepherd. Jesus not only faced the dangers that his sheep faced, but he even died so that his sheep may have eternal life. When sin and temptation threaten to bring eternal doom for us by leading us away from God and and leading us into the clutches of the devil and, and ultimately damnation, the good shepherd Jesus himself stepped in to provide complete redemption and salvation. He gives perfect security. He gives total care for all his sheep. As he reminds us of the end result of those who are misled by false teachers, he contrasts his purpose, his mission by coming to earth, saying, I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. Think about the world, the the society that we live in today, which is so security-minded. We're so often easily obsessed with security, with keeping our our life and our possessions and our health and everything else, our finances secure. It's good to take to heart these words of Jesus. Abundant life, true life, is the gift that he freely gives to us, that he alone can truly give to us. Jesus, our good shepherd, is the ultimate security, the true peace and safety that no government No medicine, no alarm system, no investment could ever truly give to us. Security based on his sacrifice for us. Security bought with the blood, sweat, and tears of the world's warrior against sin, the only conqueror of death. This mighty monarch who who conquered all of our spiritual enemies, He is also our tender, loving shepherd who sustains us in time of sorrow, who strengthens us in our times of weakness, and who delivers us from all of life's dangers. Abundant life that Jesus talks about in verse 10 certainly means forgiveness and cancellation of all those sins that we prefer to forget, that we hope no one else ever finds out about, as well as all those sins that we can't even remember or that we don't even know we committed Full forgiveness for those sins has been won by our good shepherd, Jesus. Abundant life means faith to accept this forgiveness that Jesus has won for us on the cross of Calvary. It means that we now have peace with our Heavenly Father. It means guaranteed assurance that life in Christ now will expand to life with Christ for all eternity in heaven. Abundant life also means blessings in these times when sickness, disappointment, economic stress, social upheaval, and unjust treatments are experienced by us and by others. The Good Shepherd is concerned about your whole self, all aspects of your well-being, physical, mental, social, emotional, and certainly spiritual health and well-being. And he calls us also as his followers to care for other people in this same way. The function of a shepherd is very important when we think about the flock that he cares for. 
as we see in our reading, the good shepherd's flock consists of all of God's people, you and me, all who by grace have been called and gathered together to be God's children through faith in Jesus as our Savior. As we think about ourselves, the reality of our relationship with God, our Heavenly Father, we see how much we truly are like sheep in this aspect of our life. I know that sheep are so easily misled, so easily frightened. Sheep very often will stick together in a group, but also sometimes if they're left unwatched, they might wander off by themselves and, and get themselves lost and, and harmed and even killed. Prophet Isaiah in the Old Testament compared people to sheep when he said, we all have gone astray like sheep. Each of us has turned to his own way. He was right. We all exhibit traits that are similar to those of sheep. Very often we're so weak, so easily misled, so easily frightened. Yes, we need the good shepherd to guard and to keep us throughout this earthly life. The rough road through life that so many people travel, exposed to illness, poverty, hunger, and injustice, would ultimately lead to total destruction without the one who enables us to say, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for you course, even more than in, in physical things, than emotional things, we need our good shepherd, most of all, in spiritual matters. As we battle against sin and temptation, against the, the godless ways of the world around us, against the attacks and lies and deceit and temptation of the devil. And while our need for the good shepherd is so vital to our well-being, God's grace empowers us to respond to his voice. As Jesus says in verses 4 and 5 of our reading, the sheep follow the shepherd because they know his voice. They will never follow a stranger, but will run away from him. This is what it means to truly be a Christian, a follower of the good shepherd, both hearing his voice and doing what he says. The voice of Jesus still speaks in our world today. The Bible, the, all of God's word, the Holy Scriptures is addressed to us. The good news of the gospel is proclaimed to us. Christians hear that good news, but that hearing is only part of the responsibility. Doing it must also grow out of hearing it. Jesus says, my sheep hear my voice and they follow me. If there was ever a time when the world needed to see Christianity in action, that time is right now. The Apostle James writes in James chapter 2 that faith without works is dead. He also reminds us, be people who do what the word says, not people who only hear it. Such people are deceiving themselves. Shepherds have a place of security for the sheep to to go into and to be safe from any harm and danger called the sheep pen that Jesus talks about here in our reading. There in the sheep pen, 
very often uh, in ancient times it was perhaps partially under an overhang or a cave and perhaps with a, a wall of stone built around the mouth of the cave with a small opening. And there the, the shepherd would allow his sheep to enter and there they would be uh, kept uh, close and all together and safe under his watchful eye. Often in, in ancient times the shepherd himself would block up that narrow entrance to the sheep pen and so he himself would serve as the gate or the door for the sheep pen, guarding the sheep from predators who would seek to enter and, and uh, steal or, or, or devour the sheep, and also preventing the sheep from wandering out of the sheep pen and, and getting lost or bringing harm to themselves. Here we see Jesus telling us that he, our loving Savior himself, serves as the door for the sheep pen. We are only able to enter God's kingdom of heaven, of, of salvation, through Jesus. He is the way by which we obtain the abundant life that he has won for us. Part of God's kingdom of grace, we as God's flock can now come in and go out and find pasture through Jesus, our Savior. We experience all of the blessings that we need for our physical and, and mental and spiritual well-being. Through our Good Shepherd, we are refreshed and ready to serve as we follow his example. We see that each day in our lives, God presents us with opportunities to go out into the world around us, a world that is crushed by sin and crippled by oppression and evil. So do brothers and sisters in Christ. As part of the flock of God, under the care and guidance of our Good Shepherd, go out into this world that is filled with so much need. Go out and, and feed the hungry, comfort the sick, strengthen the weak, and undo the injustice that is so prevalent in the world today. Proclaim to others the good news of Jesus, the Good Shepherd who laid down his life to save us from our sins. Proclaim this good news so that many more might join us in having this abundant life, peace and blessing with God now and forever in heaven.